and welcome back to Entertainment Talk. We're back to do another film review. This time we're talking about 2017's Spider-Man Homecoming from Marvel. He's finally back. Uh, I'm your host as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Chris. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Matt. How are you? Good. I'm good as well. Yeah. Um, so let's... Uh, what, what we're going to do first is we're going to do about what, five to ten minutes of spoiler-free r- review. Uh, just yeah. Because the, the film only came out yesterday in the UK and it doesn't even come out. Uh, in America for another day until Friday. Um, so just in case you like, you know, either busy this weekend or you go to see it next weekend or whatever, we're going to talk about the film uh, spoiler-free as much as possible uh, for about five to ten minutes. So we're going to do that first. Um, but let's get the general consensus done first. What did you did you like Spider-Man: Homecoming? I thought I thought it was a decent film. Um, there there were times where I did kind of question where it was kind of going and what kind of themes it was leading, but in general, I was very much happy with how Tom Holland portrayed Spider-Man, and I thought the plot was decent, and it did everything it really needed to do, in Good. my opinion. Good. Um, I loved this film. I thought it was... Um, in terms of... You've got different types of superhero films, right? like we've discussed before um, yeah. in other podcasts that we've done. Um, this was my favourite... At least on Marvel's side, because The Dark Knight is a very, very, very good film. Um, yeah. On, in terms of Marvel's side, this was my favourite uh, standalone sort of story Marvel uh, superhero film. Uh, Interesting. You've got things like you know Civil War and Avengers, and how do you compare like Avengers and Civil War to this? You you kind of can't. They're like you have the, you have the ensemble superhero films like those two, and then you have you know Thor, Iron Man, Spider Man, and Captain America, all the different ones. Uh, yeah, th- this is my favourites uh, of the kind of individual uh, superhero films from Marvel side. Yeah, um, I do think that it, as a super, as an individual film, it was um, very good in some ways. The way they really um, they really understood the character of Spider Man and what they needed to do with this film. Um, I mean, it was somewhat of an origin story, but at the same time, we do get to see him in action and him really learning the um, him really um, settling into the role. Yeah. Uh, well, that is Tom Holland uh, playing Peter Parker and Spider-Man, by the way. Um, so yeah, I- I'm happy with it. Um, I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite my favorite standalone film for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's up there. Okay. I would say that Iron Man would probably still be my favorite because it's like the star and it's so good. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of the fact that we finally got uh, teenage Spider-Man? We haven't got um, Toby this time or a- Andrew Garfield. Uh, what do you think yeah. in, in regards to actually having, uh, just for the record, uh, Spider-Man in this film or Peter Parker is 15 and Tom Holland is currently 21. So that's just the kind of the age that you uh, have at the moment. Yeah. What did you think in terms of that? Well, it's believable that he's a 15 year old. I mean, yeah. um, I can I can see and I can imagine that he um, he is still in like high school and he's still working new things out in his life. Um, and it obviously does a lot of fan service for people who read the comics and, you know, have wanted a kind of younger Spider-Man for quite a while rather than a mature one. Um, so I'm, gl- I'm kind of glad that they um, explored this in just, in some ways, to define like the whole high school thing a little bit tacky or a bit cliche at times. Okay. But I'm, I'm um, maybe a bit more used to that than what you are. I've, I've, I've watched, um, you know, things like Hollyoaks, Scream, Riverdale. They're a bit more sort of high school Related. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'm I'm a bit more used to that, I, I guess. Probably some other I things guess, that but, um, aren't coming to mind, but uh, 
It's a um, new take on um, superhero films, really. Um, the whole high school thing, because you have... Um, they're really expanding the superhero genre at the moment, because you had a Logan, which was a lot deeper and stuff. And um, you've uh, had... Um, like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is completely different to anything we saw before, mm-hmm. and they take it in very different directions, and they're exploring like high school and everything. Um, it's an interesting kind of subgenre, um, and it's a, it shows like a prop, the proper Spider-Man that you know you see in the animated series and the comics. Yeah, and the fan service is really there with um, Tom Holland. I think the I think the people who like Spider-Man will love it how he portrays it. Mm. I hope so. I I, I definitely did. Um, yeah, and I'm really glad that we got to see him, like as I guess you could say, a guest character in in Civil War. I feel that like that really helped. Um, yeah, it gave you kind of that teaser or that kind of. It was like a little trailer in in of itself. In some of, ways, it was like this yeah. new actor as this character. So I, I I thought that was really really good. Um, and then yeah, it, it makes you think like I can't wait to see the standalone Spider-Man film, and then it comes out, and then it's really really good. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. That, that was great as well. Um, what did you think of the villain of the film, the Vulture? Um, I was a bit skeptical at first, but too, uh, he yeah. did. But the way he was presented at the start and him being like in the opening scene straight away, and then you see him in the suit, you, I thought there'd be like a build-up for him, like becoming the villain. But it seems like um, it seems like they did um, kind of just jump straight to it really. Yeah. And I thought he was a good villain. He had purpose. And which is a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe villains don't tend to have at times. Um, they tend to be a bit weaker mm. um, and not really have like a, a really good drive for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also can't spoil too much in this section, but I'm right. going to say that um, as a villain, I'm I just think he worked well, very well against um, Spider-Man. And there's a there's a plot twist um, near the end which shocked me regarding the villain. Yeah, that that surprised me as well as uh, I, I've seen some other um, re- reviews as well, like spoiler free and and spoiler reviews. Mm. And a lot of people have the same consensus as that was like what kind of thing. Um, yeah, and yeah, that was great as well. Uh, yeah, I, I I I thought there was enough of him in the film. I didn't need more. I didn't need any less. Uh, he came yeah. up sort of when he needed to. Uh, th- this is a for purposes of spoiler free this is really a film that focuses on bringing this brand new spider-man into the mcu because that's the that's like yeah. the, the point of it as well is to say like okay we're going to show you this guy again show you him like you know having his uh not origin story there's no uh i, I don't know if that's really a spoiler um but there's uh no origin story mm-hmm. in this as well um which i didn't need and then like uh, half an hour into the film i was like oh they're not doing an origin okay i don't need one anyway i mean everybody knows the, the story of spider-man right like he you know gets yeah by spider becomes a spider becomes spider-man we, we've seen it um twice before with toby and with andrew so we didn't need it again which was good yeah um i did like the way that they kind of just skipped over that because even people who have um only seen the films they they know of how spider-man becomes spider-man generally so um you know by by um by eliminating that and kind of just moving on with the story, they they're not doing any kind of cringy flashbacks where you go back to him when he's like twelve years old or whatever and this happens. Mm. Uh, it's just it's very concise and it's and it's um the plot moves along quite nicely in this film. It doesn't just it doesn't slow down that much. Yeah, that's that's the thing I was going to mention as well. I'm very like a person that concentrates or well, not concentrates but has an eye for good pacing. I feel like this film has really yeah. really good pacing. 
Definitely. I felt I, I just felt like something was always happening. It was either, you know, vultures, um I, I guess it's because of the fact that Spider Peter Parker is such a busy person. Uh, yeah. That he's always you know, he's either got his aunt calling him or he's being Spider Man or he's talking to Tony or he's at school or he's dealing with his friend or his yeah. potential girlfriend. So there was always something going on and something for him to do. Um so that was really, really good in this film as well. I didn't feel like there was there was hardly any moments that like slowed down for me, which uh as a person again that that uh gets bugged by slow pacing, um, I thought that worked really, really well in this film. Um Yeah. What did you think in terms of the pacing? Like I said, yeah, I think it worked really well. Um, there wasn't a point in the film where I felt like they were overdoing it, like a certain part or underdoing it. I was just happy to see how the character of Peter Parker evolves into becoming really comfortable in the Spider-Man role, uh, which is what this film is mostly about, really, making sure that Peter Parker owns himself and owns the Spider-Man role and doesn't really mix the two up um, in times of trouble. Um, which causes some conflicts in the film, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but with the with the plot and the pacing, I thought it was spot on, really. What did you think of the? Um, there's a few ch- there's a few changes from the comic books, which probably won't um, really ruin the film or anything because okay. I, I know it's obviously people who go to see this as comic book fans will, will see a few changes and they probably won't be as happy with it. But for the general film goer, which was you know, me and my friends at the time. Um, I thought it was... I, I, I had to look past those, and I didn't really um, see them as barriers or anything. No, no, I mean, one of the one of the clear kind of changes to uh, Spider-Man in this film is, like, him getting this sort of tech suit. Like, it's, it's not like yeah. he's got um, a full-fledged Batman costume or an Iron Man costume, and yeah. he's, like, flying around. He's still got, like, you know... the the web shooters he makes from stuff at school that he picks up and you know gets from a locker, which I thought that was pretty good as well. Um, yeah, and he he just has like things in his suit, but for the most part he's still he's still Spider Man. He's not doing anything crazy or like of course, shooting yeah. rockets from his arms or anything like that. He's still oh, yeah, you know, fighting, swinging around, and um, I think it does actually advance the character because you've got certain new types of webs that still keep him as Spider Man, but like advance the character, like um, with certain different things that he can do. So there, w- there wasn't anything that overstepped that barrier to me, um, and it, it fit well with Tony yeah. Stark being his mentor because Tony's like obviously the big tech guy with like his Iron Man suit and everything. Um, yeah. So like if if Captain America had been his mentor, it wouldn't have made as much sense. Um, well. It's all to tie. It's all ties in from Civil War, really, yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, totally like bringing him there and bringing him in. Um, it, well, I thought that the the powers that he had in this film were very Spider-Man-like, and by stepping out, if they stepped out of that kind of zone of, you know, having like rockets coming out of his arms, like you said, it just wouldn't be Spider-Man. And I feel like a lot of the general film goers would be like, okay, since when has Spider-Man been able to do that? So they had to um, they had to just show that it's still Spider Man that you've seen before, but he's got upgrades now and he's got a slightly different suit. Yeah. Does that, uh, what do you think? Of... There's actually a comic at the moment called I think it's the current run of the Amazing Spider Man, mm-hmm. uh, which I started reading last year, but I I stopped and I'll tell you why I stopped in a minute. Um, it's basically like if you have Peter Parker as like some really rich guy, um, who's like I think he's like thirty to forty in in the comic. Um, really? And he's got like he's got the tech, but it's like cr- crazy. He's got like f- 
from what I remember, he had like a car mm. that he flew on top of at one point, and he had like all these kind of crazy different gadgets. Okay. I was like, okay, that's fine. But that's, it took it way too far, and it, it put me off the comic. But now I read the, uh, the Spider-Man version, which is is quite close to um, this film's version of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, Miles Morales instead. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man comics are generally quite decent. Um, but sometimes. From what I've heard, that they do make a few mistakes mm. regarding what they do with characters. But back to the film, um, what did you think about the comedy in this? Because comedy is quite, and the kind of jokes that they had. Oh, it's quite. Great. Um, I loved it. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely integral to the Spider-Man character, um, because he uh, he's young and he's learning all these new these new things as the world goes by, um, different ways of life, and um. I generally thought that the comedy in this film was decent, um, but sometimes I felt like they went a bit too far with the whole high school element. But obviously, that might be because I haven't watched enough of those things. Okay. But, um, maybe it was, you know, designed to be this way in the film. But in some ways, I did feel like if if you don't like that kind of um, the like kind of I wouldn't say immature, but kind of jokey kind of comedy if, that you get from superhero films. That might annoy you if you go and watch this film. Okay. But um, that that's just my opinion, obviously. Okay. But, like I um, said, we have the uh, like different experiences with that with the stuff that I've watched. So yeah, again, they kind of tied saying, that as well. So I'm just saying that though we're trying to see this as not just a superhero film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a um, with the kind of the Marvel kind of jokes that they have. Um, you've there's going to be quite a few of them in the film, um, but. The, I was alright with that because I understand that Spider-Man, that's the character of Spider-Man, that he's he's young, he's he likes to joke around a bit. <laughs> he, he's um, it gives mm. him quality and gives him a bit of character, and I I could easily look past that. But say you put your person who's got a stigma for um superhero films and thinks that they're all childish and stuff, yeah, he's gonna have to he, he might um have a bit of trouble um dealing with that kind of co- comedic element. But that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, is there anything else you want to cover that's non-spoilers? I don't think there is, actually. Okay, do you want to just give the uh, film like a quick rating for anyone that wants to watch it out of 10 or something? Uh, I will give this a, a 10. I was thinking about the film, obviously, from um, when I saw it until now, and there's there's nothing I don't really like about it. So, I yeah, mm. I loved it. I liked most of it. I, I was expecting to, um, but that's not like, oh, you know, that, that's, not, that's definitely not a bad thing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, w- I would give this then. If I'm saying it's my favorite individual super Marvel film, then then yeah. So. So it's ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I rarely give films ten out of ten. I feel like there's always there's always some t- uh, films that ha- that are great and everything, but they do have certain points that do um, you know tick me off a bit. I'm if I give this, um, I'm gonna give it like an eight or an eight point five, um, which is still quite high. Uh, I mean, I'm not taking away the ten and anything, but um, I don't. I honestly don't think there's too many films I could hit ten out of ten these days um, in terms of the way that I see it. Okay. Obviously, you're you're huge, you're probably a huge Spider-Man f- film. This is a great deal of fan service and stuff, so I can respect that. But uh, as a general film, I rate it eight 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 slash eight point five. If you want to go watch it. Okay, that's still a very good rating. So. Yeah, it's still um, great. Yeah. Um, one other quick thing I'll say is uh, one thing we didn't talk about 
Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's... What, what did you think of Tony, Tony Stark? Do you think there was too much, not enough? Or how, how did you feel in that way? The right amount. The right amount. I Me felt... Too. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the trailers, he was bigged up to be like a proper character in this film. But I, I knew that he wasn't going to be like in the main battles and everything. He was going to come in when it's necessary in the film. He yeah. comes in there. He gives um he's obviously helps develop the character of Peter Parker and Spider Man, um but he doesn't overstay his welcome in some ways. You've got to understand he's still present in the film and he's still um he's still around, but um he, he doesn't he doesn't overtake it. He doesn't make it an Iron Man film, which no. is good. Yeah, it's, it's all Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you if you're concerned about that going into the film, don't worry. He's not he doesn't like. Mm. Spider-Man to the side or anything or, or anything like that. So, oh, no uh, way, yeah, no. Still definitely uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you what's happening over at Entertainment Talk. Then I'm going to put in some music and then we're going to talk about spoilers just to make things clear. Uh, so this week, uh, myself and Robert have continued, of course, our weekly video game discussion. We discussed just what on earth is going on with the Mass Effect and the DLC because some, uh, some people are and some people aren't happy with the game. So we discussed that. We also discussed uh, this month's the free uh, PlayStation Plus and Xbox Game of Gold games uh, for July this month, uh, as well as some other stuff, including Crash Bandicoot. Uh, it's been a nostalgic week for me with Spider-Man coming home properly, I guess you could say, and with uh, Crash Bandicoot being remastered. So a good week for all of that stuff. Um, me and Robert are doing an iZombie Season 3 review soon. Uh, there's some other uh, Crash Bandicoot content coming out as well, uh, as well as a review for this film. Um, and yeah, there's some other stuff that I have in the works that is not ready yet, but it will be when it is. So... Uh, look out for that on entertainmenttalk.org. I'm going to put in some music now, and then uh, we'll see you on the other side for some spoilers. Okay, moving into spoiler territory. Uh, is there anything off the top of your head that you was holding in that you want to talk about? Um, not particularly, but um, we can we can just uh, go through the the plot and um, talk about different events and how it worked. Um, I guess one of things is the the big event, like the big yeah kind of, uh, when Vulture reveals himself to be, or like Peter knocks at um, what's the girl's name? Uh, Liz, is it? Yeah, Liz. Yeah, Liz, when Liz, he no, knocks at Liz's door for the um, prom, and he sees Vulture there, and yeah. uh, he is her father. Uh, yeah, I thought that. I I didn't see that coming. I don't know about you. I did not see that coming. That's a very um, different change to what would happen in the comic books. But what I I could I could buy it. Um, I th- I think it yeah it worked with the film and it built up a lot of tension, um, and which is kind of needed at some point. Mm-hmm. I felt like the um they did a lot of development of the story and how Peter Parker is going to like this party and homecoming and stuff. So to have that is really a spike in the plot and really drives it forward to the end. Yeah, because there's, uh, 
there's the moment in this when like uh, Liz gets out the car and he turns around. He has a gun in his hand. I don't know if you did see the gun. It was I saw the gun. Yeah, it was a little more hidden, so you, some people might have missed it. But he's holding a gun. I was like, Jesus, he's a, this guy's a teenager. Um, yeah, like, no. obviously he he's clocked at that point that he is Spider Man. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you know, um, take care of my daughter and this and that, and don't interfere with my work again. And he's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was, I, I didn't think it was too far. But what did you think when he did have a gun in his hand? I thought that, um, yeah, that conversation was going to be quite awkward, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, like, how I feel about how they took the plot in that way, but. <laughs> I understand with, it makes sense regarding like, the, the final fight, basically. Um, obviously, it shows that Peter Parker is determined to take down this so-called villain who's doing this um, illegal stuff, and shows the, kind of the morals that Peter has, um, rather than going to just this simple homecoming party. Um, so, yeah, I understand yeah. why they, they put it in. I, I liked uh, where he gets to Liz's house and... Uh... I'm, I'm gonna keep calling him Vulture when he's like making dinner or yeah. whatever, and um, he's like, what, what, "What's up, Pete?" And he's like giving this look to him, and they're like trying to take this photo and stuff, and that's where the tension starts. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That, that, and then that, there's that really like um, long kind of car drive where you 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 know that he's gonna he's gonna find out at some point. Yeah. It's just all good. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. Like, he's like, "What's this Spider-Man guy like? Is he is he cool?" And then Peter's like, "Yeah, yeah, he's he's cool." No, yeah, he's alright. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that... I'm I'm 15. You're like what? 40 something i'm pretty intimidated yeah. right now so uh yeah i thought that. i i thought that yeah that the film really played to the strengths of the, of the teenage spider-man um oh, and, sort of, yeah. and sort of like i mean there's a scene where he the, he lifts that roof up uh and that shows like because spider he does have strength it's just the fact that he's 15 and he hasn't quite grown like toby Maguire strength but oh definitely spider-man yeah. yet um so I thought it did play play well to those strengths, but it, it used Spider-Man in a different way of like, he's still this very quick tactical kind of, you know, he uses his web shooters mm. and stuff, because uh, you kind of see that a bit in, in the Flash as well, like, Flash isn't as strong as maybe Arrow or some of the others, but he uses, they, they, they're both like quick characters and stuff, so I, yeah. thought, I thought that worked really well as well. But, uh, what did you think of, um, what did you think of the smaller characters, like, um, you know, the people that went to his uh, school? Like Ned, um, like um, the, the the decathlon team or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. think they did well in the film or what? Yeah, I, li- I liked his friend Ned, and there was uh, of course that great scene where they're like, you know, why don't we build a Death Star later? It's got like three thousand something pieces. And yeah. <laughs> Obviously, these two guys are nerds, so. Yeah. Um, and then he's like climbing in on the sea leg and like he drops down. He's like, you're the Spider Man from YouTube. He's like, no, 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 no. He's got the Spider Man suit on and everything. Yeah, oh, that was so funny. And then he just he, he's he's either finished or finishing building the Death Star, and he just drops it. So it's like all these pieces on the floor. I thought that was great as well. Um, yeah, and like I he's mean, he's like really slowly trying to close the door, and you're like, okay, he's he's been doing this for a little while. He has like a you can see he has a system uh, to like yeah. hide it hide it from his Aunt May. Um, what what did you think of her by the way, Aunt May? Aunt May, I mean. We're obviously a lot younger than you know most of the aunt base that we see, but um, I think she did a good job of portraying like a protective aunt who just wants the best for her nephew and wants him to you know mature properly and um, keep him safe after because you know you know the backstory by now about um, Uncle Ben and uh, Peter's parents and stuff and how they've all kind of right. um, 
to- uh, all, all kind of been great kind of, I don't know, they, they've been good role models for Pisa, and she's like trying to do the that, same yeah. thing. Yeah. And she's um, so she feels this need to protect him and to make sure that he's safe and doesn't get into any more things. Of course, yeah. But she um, she finds out in this film that he is Spider Man right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, what? That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I felt about the ending though, like that being the final scene. But still, yeah. Go to have the cliffhanger, Spider Man Homecoming. I, I guess. In two years. So. Uh, I mean, we'll see yeah. him next year in in Infinity in Infinity War, but I doubt that's oh, gonna. Sure. I doubt that Infinity War is going to spend much time on the cliffhanger with his, with his aunt because you know we got Thanos to deal with. So um, yeah, um, and apparently there is going to be a sequel um, about to this film because we saw the post credits scene and everything. They were setting up the Vulture still being around, and he had um, who to have uh, Matt Gargan, who's like a villain in the comics. He was there talking um, to the Vulture. Yeah, oh, oh, at at uh, at the end in the prison scene, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's been. So that, um, I like that actor a lot. He's been in. Uh, he's been in this season of Better Call Saul. I think the season before. I can't remember. It was at least season three. He did um, a voice for a villain in like Far Cry Two, and he's done a couple of other things. So I, I like that actor quite a bit. Yeah. Um. um so you you're talking about um, the guy who played Matt Gargan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just find the actor's name so we can. Reference a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought in in terms of Aunt May, it wouldn't it would have made of course no sense if you had Tobey Maguire's age. Yeah. Uh, aunt, because she's like you know, a lot older. So it's it's a way of like you know, you kind of reboot and rewind Spider Man in this and like okay let's let's just start again with with Tom. So we we go back to when he's fifteen and a teenager. So I thought that was yeah. great as well. It was refre- it was really refreshing to see this film, um, considering how many times they've really. Um, they haven't, I wouldn't say messed up the Spider-Man character, but not done it justice, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, for what it is. Yeah, um, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 were, I would say, good. Mm. And then Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 were very average to me. So, yeah, it was good that we finally got this film. Yeah, which is, um, perfect, really. Um, the guy who I was talking about, is Matt Gargan, is Michael Mando. Um, like you said, he's been in better course, so yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he was, I only saw him slightly at the end of the film, but he was seemed decent. Mm-hmm. He was, um, he was on that boat as well, which which was interesting. I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but you know Donald Glover's character. Yes. Um, yeah, apparently he's the uncle of Miles Morales. I was going to mention that as well. I got that. I got that written down. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I I do wonder when we're gonna see some kind of cinematic version of Miles Morales. Um, That'll be a while, but Marvel Cinematic Universe has got long plans, like, like Phase 5, probably. You know, it's not going like, to die down soon. Oh, no. no. Um, which, in some ways, could be good, but I, don't, I really don't want them to continue to use the same characters. I'd like to see like some new faces in the next phase that comes up um, and really kind of, yep. you know, define the genre yep. um, a bit more. But um, regarding this film... I feel like it's already looking like it's going to extend the Spider Verse and everything. I mean, it's not just it's not just a standalone film that's um, that's decent in many different ways. It's also looking to add new characters in, add new plots and stuff. So we are gonna we are probably that's not announced. I I really assume there's going to be some sort of sequel for coming up for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think there's been one announced for uh, in two years' time, the fifth of June. 
Oh right, that's, okay. what, that's what I found on Wikipedia as well. Uh, and of oh, course, you've cool. got they're trying to build their like Spider Verse, whatever they're going to call it, with like yeah. Carnage and Venom, because uh, Tom Hardy was cast as as Venom. Um, yeah. Which I'm not sure how that film was going to work if there's no Spider Man in it, but I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm not Carnage. I'm not making the film, so. <laughs> Um, well, I don't. I don't understand the deal with Sony though, but that's probably for a different time. We can explain that. Yeah. Um, well, with this film though, um, there were. What did you think of Happy Hogan? He was. Um, I mean, he was in the film every now and then. He'd come out like uh, Spider-Man would call him and everything in order to try and get some sort of mission out. Um, did you feel like he did well in the film? That was uh, John Favreau playing Happy Hogan. Oh, the. Uh... Uh, Tony Stark's assistant in that. Yeah, he's been in like the the whole all three of the Iron Man films, I believe. Yeah, I thought I thought it was great as well. He he was there when when they needed him to be, and they had a couple of like comedy scenes and stuff. Um, like when he goes to the hotel and he's like, "These walls are very thin," uh, because he's shouting about like you know how I thought how I thought Captain America stole his shield and all this and that. I thought I thought it, he, he was used where he, where he needed to be. So I thought yeah. that worked really well as well. What, what did you think? Um, I, I think yeah, pretty much that. Um, he he played his role in the film. He did everything that he needed to do regarding that. Um, yeah, there were a lot of these characters in the film though that they they come in when they need to and they don't really overstay their welcome, which is good because we've got to remember that it's not it's not like an Avengers film or anything. This is Spider Man. We've got to like, get enough time with Peter Parker just on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there's one thing that did like um, it's a nice touch within the film. I did like how they um, spent a lot of time with just Peter Parker in like in just one scene alone, kind of thinking things over himself rather than having loads of other characters come in. Um, I mean, if you're like a 15-year-old at the time, you've obviously got a lot of issues that you need to deal with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, um, to, to figure out and stuff. So I found that um, quite good rather than um, having all these other kind of like characters come in and advise them to do different things. He had his own kind of personal issues to deal with as well as um, trying to fight crime at the same time. Which, um, yeah, it's a good touch. Yeah, I thought, I thought that worked th- as well. Um, and it was interesting when they uh, they gave him, was it Karen? The, like, Siri kind of AI thing in, in his suit. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, re- that was really good as well. Yeah, I liked a lot of the individual Spider-Man and the Peter Parker scenes. I think they were, they were really good. Uh, one particularly funny part with that was, like, when... When he's trying to go up to that truck, and she's like, "You have fifty-two different, um, oh yeah, <laughs> types of webs." And he's looking at it. He's like, "I don't know what, what all these do." And it's like he's just because he's trying to um, sling himself up to the top of the petrol station thing, wasn't he? Yeah. And he's like getting these taser webs out and like making the light go off and and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I thought that was really funny. So I was noticing in this film as well, it wasn't just me laughing. I noticed a lot of the uh, audience laughing as well at, at different things. So um, that's good. You know, it works well when that happens as well. Although I did notice I mean, some, I did notice at the corner of my, corner of my eye, some guy was on his phone for a lot of it. Yeah, because uh, when somebody gets a phone out in a cinema, you can you can see it right. Like there's this this little light in within the seats, and I'm yeah, like, well, why are you on your phone for so much of this film? It's it's so good. You paid for it. I mean, why yeah, do you? Hear? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't quite get that. But um, it was good to um, see that the audience really like digging this uh, version of Spider-Man um, from what I've heard from you and everything. Um, just a lot of the times I find when my cinema experiences, um, I usually, I mean, British cinemas aren't that. Um, I wouldn't say they're not that popular. Obviously, a lot of people do go to the cinema. 
But when it comes to kind of interacting with the film, I don't feel like that I see many people laughing or like ex- like really expressing themselves when it comes to these moments. So it was good to see a few laughs and yeah. you know, the crowd and stuff. Thing of like, if only one person feels like they're gonna laugh, that they might be the only person that laughs. And yeah, I get you. Might, you know, it's a bit of yeah, that sort of thing. Because you never know if you know if something's funny, but you don't know if everybody's gonna laugh at it. So um, yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, yeah, I thought there was there was a lot of great um, comedy between like Karen. I think the AI's name was Karen and uh, yeah. Spider Man himself, and then he, he's locked in that um, storage kind of container place, mm-hmm. and like he's talking to her for ages. He's like, "How how long's gone?" She's like, thirty seven minutes." Like, what? I've, I've been here for ages. Uh, and then yeah. he eventually hacks his way out and everything. I thought all those scenes were were pretty good, and and then he because in that scene as well, he started. Um, practicing with different web shooters i was like yeah this is this is a good time time for you to try out all these 52 different ones so that you you know what to pick uh so i thought thought that was pretty good as well um um yeah i mean go on and in terms of pacing as well like i noticed there there were some scenes where they could have stayed with peter or another character for a long time Mm. but they did like montages where it worked so i thought that helped the pacing even more so I think the montages really um, did kind of help that thing because it, it kind of shows like the the in some ways the immaturity of this film, but in a good way. Um, the way that it kind of um, bounces between characters and shows like I don't know, like kind of some sort of kind of comedy with it. Mm. And I think they played off well with the cinematography and the way they did things there. And like you get like a funny moment when you would least expect it at times in this film, which I did think that. Um, mostly works, mostly works, though sometimes, like, I think it was one scene on the ship where there was, it was just a bit of comedy that I didn't feel like worked with the kind of hostility of the situation with all those people's lives at risk, but... Was that, was that when that guy was like, yeah, Spider-Man, and then Iron Man came along and he's like, yeah, Iron Man, was it Yeah, I think it was something like that, but, yeah. um... That made me laugh the first time, but when it was like, yeah, Iron Man, I was like, okay, that's still kind of funny, but, you know. Yeah, it, there was times that I felt in this film that... Um, obviously, they are trying to, you know, show that, you know, it's funny and, you know, appeal to the kids and stuff who, you know, they're, they're generally the target audience for superhero films, but we still like them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I felt like there's sometimes that the, the idea of comedy in this film was slightly misplaced. Okay. But um, generally, I like the way that they approached the Spider-Man character, the way they showed the, how, how he's still young and still shocked out by all these new things in his world. He's quite soft. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. He's he's got some big things coming up in his life, and he's oh, still definitely. he's still going into that kind of critical part of any person's life, which is you know you're in the school, you're you're going to become a teenager, and yeah. you've sort of got that you know decide what you want to do after you finish school, and then he's got Spider Man thrown into his life and the Avengers and all this stuff. So yeah, he's got he's got a lot going on this guy. So what did yeah. you think of the um the portrayal of some of the smaller villains? Because you had obviously the Vulture. But then you had, like, the people he was working with. Um, a lot of them are cool to the comic book characters. There's, like, Shocker, there's Tinkerer, uh, Prowler, Montana. So these are characters in the comic books that are kind of, like, hinted at in the film. Yeah. Basically. Um, what did you think of them? Because sometimes I felt like, yeah, I get it. Cool, they're from the comic books. But, like, do they really need to, do, do they really need to be in this film right now and doing this thing? I, I was very surprised that that guy comes into to the uh, workshop place where they're all building their tech and stuff, 
and he yeah. says that he's like the shocker and they make a joke out of it and stuff. I was like, okay, I know, I know who that is. I, I recognize yeah. that villain's name. And then the guy's like, okay, you, you've annoyed me, this and that. And he picks up the gun and he like destroys him. I was like, oh, right. Okay. And then he was like, oh, I thought that was the anti-gravity gun. And I was like, that that, that uh, was one of the, the things in the film. I was like, was mm-hmm. that what you wanted to do? Kind of thing. Like you, you introduce yeah. his character, you call in the shocker and he's got these, these um, glove things on. And yeah. then he dies straight after. I was like, okay, I thought that like maybe he could, be used later or or something but that was a bit odd to me what did you think it of that was, um now that was one of the film parts like the film where the kind of comedy did hinder it a bit mm. i mean it, obviously they they have taken a decent character out but i wouldn't imagine that he'd be like a main villain in any films um so it wasn't like it wasn't horrible for me i'm just i'm just saying i'm not sure it worked with okay. the kind of comedic aspect of it i was more surprised just, at that than, yeah yeah because like i mean they know what film they're making and they know that if they yeah. call a guy shocker that a large portion or at least a good portion of the audience are going to know who that is so i was like okay yeah interesting well i don't know um i felt like some of those play- uh, kind of people they obviously they were good kind of um thugs and bad guys in some ways but um i didn't feel like they needed to be anyone from the comics or anything like that i feel like i, I could just appreciate them as kind of People who are savages, they're people that have their own kind of uh, mindset and what they want to do. And that's one thing I did like about these villains in this film. And I, I will mention it again, but like there are some villains like in Guardians of the Galaxy, Ronan the Accuser, which I felt like was one of Marvel's weakest villains. I felt like these villains in this film were kind of given a somewhat purpose and somewhat an agenda for what they were doing. Mm. Even if I couldn't back it myself, I could understand, you know, the whole thing in 2012 with the... Um, the Chitauri technology and then not being able to utilize that like properly. Okay. Um, and I got, it means I could, I could really see where Michael Keaton and, you know, playing the vulture, um, idea was coming from, but in the same ways, um, he did make a great villain because he was, he, he was hell bent on doing this and he was hell bent on stopping Spider-Man, which shows the extreme, the really extreme kind of character he was in the film. Mm. And kind of um, very unhinged character I got from Michael Keaton's portrayal, which is good because he's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to see that his the way he portrayed the Vulture is pretty damn good. Yeah, I like to. Um, yeah. Um, I also feel like um, you, you see at the end of the film where they're fighting and things, um, and there's that huge explosion. <laughs> and the, la- the last the last scene is well, not the last scene, but one of the last scenes in the film is Spider-Man carrying the vulture on his back. He's kind of like a villain um, on his back and trying to save him, despite the fact that, um, despite the fact that, you know, they, they've had this huge feud about, like, morals and everything. Mm. Uh, it really shows, like, I guess it shows, the, like, the moral decency of Spider-Man, the fact that he doesn't want to kill anyone and um, he doesn't want to, like, really harm anyone. He just wants to kind of make them um, keep everyone else safe and from mm. danger. Like um, he, there's a funny film bits in the film with the um the suit telling him, oh, do you want to put him in like instant kill mode and things? And Spider was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I would have had a problem if you have a fifteen year old teenage Spider Man, and if let's say he let's say he goes onto the boat and then um, 
the the AI says, "Oh, do you want to activate, activate instant kill mode?" And let's say he goes, "Sure," and then he just shoots it at loads of at all these villains. Yeah, but I feel that like that would have been a massive wrong step. It's like this guy, this guy is fifteen years old. He just wants to be like yeah. a neighborhood Spider-Man and help people. He doesn't want to like go around killing anyone. So um, when when there's like those bombs about to go off and about to kill Vulture, it it, it made sense that he was like, you know, he didn't want to kill him. So. Um, and obviously, um, I think it was it helped with the relation to Liz and everything. I mean, she, I guess, Vulture was somewhat her father at the time, and he, he, he cared for her, so he needs to save him despite all of the bad things that they got into. Really, um, in some ways, I was a little bit disappointed by the way that the film ended. I mean, there were there was quite a few different like plot endings to it. I mean, you had to see Spider Man leave school and go to uh, the Avengers facility oh, within cool. um, <laughs> and he got the, uh, the the new suit and everything yeah. that was one of my favorite ones like uh, because you get to see spider-man say no I don't want to become just a, a general superhero I want to become a friendly neighborhood spider-man which is a callback to earlier in the film and you know the kind of comic book name he has right, right. Um, I thought that was good I thought it was a nice twist at the at the end of the film that makes him different from any other like superhero. Um, the fact that he doesn't want to be regulated by governments or anything, he wants to just help out like small like uh, stop small criminals and like within Queens or whatnot. Um, yeah, because one... I mean, like, yeah, he, he goes into this Avengers building or, or whatever it is, and he's like, Tony's like, yeah, you can join the Avengers. Here's a new suit for you, and. Yeah. At first, when he was like, "No, I, I don't want to do this," so I, I was pretty shocked and surprised. And yeah. then when he started to like unravel his explanation of like, "I still want to just be, you know, I still want to just get used to my powers," and stuff, I was like, "Okay, that that makes more sense." But yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was strange at first the way that like you, you build it up. He's, you know, Tony's driving with him there, or the the other guy's driving with him there. He meets Tony and shows him this suit, and he says, "You know, the press are behind this door, and you can." come on the avengers it's one of these like you know it's the, the the clear bigger picture yeah of where he's going but um you know for the moment he just wants to be the the friendly bird spider-man uh what, what do you that. think of um at the start of the film the new kind of soundtrack for uh for spider-man the new soundtrack um oh if i'm being honest i wasn't paying too much attention okay. to that Okay. But um, it, I assume uh, if I didn't notice it and didn't say anything bad about it, then it was probably quite good. Um, I mean, I did see on the opening credits that they were using some like a, a bit of a the Spider-Man like theme tune rather than the general Marvel one. You know, when they have like um, they show the Marvel logo at the start. Yeah, you using the Spider-Man one. Um, oh, that's that's what, nice uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, the like sort of yeah. Spider-Man uh, tune at the start. And I like the new, I, I do like, uh, it's a very small thing, but I do like the way that um, uh, the new kind of intro that Marvel has when, you know, the film starts and with the logo and everything, mm -hmm. looks very nice and slick. Yeah. Um, showing I all the characters off. I will say with DC's logo, I, it, it's strange. I mean, I know it's new, but the way it mm. has this landscape photo of all these superheroes and it zooms out so much that I can't see who's in it. Yeah, um, and like half the characters we haven't even seen yet. It's it's a bit strange. It's a good idea, but they haven't pulled it off right. But then again, with um with this Marvel one, it sort of it like zooms out as you see them, so yeah. you can see them much more clearly. Whereas DC is going for this like big landscape picture. Um, it's a very minor thing in the film, but yeah, it does make a little bit of difference. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't want to like harp over that too much. We've got the actual. I just thought I'd, I'd compare the the interests. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um. 
I do want to say though, um, with I did feel like the whole idea of Peter Parker and Spider well the Spider Man character, um, the whole idea in the film that he's trying to get this girl and trying to um, be with like her or whatnot, and I don't know, he uh, he's definitely got something there with her. I did feel like the film was it was a bit of a kind of fuck you at the end to the whole that kind of whole plot that we that we kind of somebody got invested in a little bit. I mean. I wasn't completely invested, but the whole idea was like um, the, all this all this time that you've seen in the film with them two just talking comes to like pretty much nothing because Spider-Man just wants to be himself. Mm. And that's, that? that's one of the interesting things I think about Peter is like you know he's he's got this thing he's got to go off to, but this girl he likes just asked him to join him in, on this thing and he's looking through the window and he's like. I have to make a decision and he's the character's constantly making decisions of like do I answer the phone to my aunt and if I'm on top of a truck and she asks what's that noise I've got to answer that question and I've got to make sure I don't fall off the truck and yeah one of the busier characters in in fiction that I can I can think of so yeah I mean for like obviously for an age imagine if you were 15 and doing all the things that Spider-Man could um, it was it probably put a lot of stress on you and I mean in this film, you do see like um, a very laid-back character, but in some ways, he has a lot of one honest plate to deal with. Um, and I do, I, I do feel that um, characters like Ned and um, wasn't who was the um, who was the other person at that kind of decathlon thing, like there was MJ, a guy the, the Flash as well. Oh, Flash, Th- Flash Thompson, yeah, from, and, um, and MJ as well. They they were two of the other characters. Yeah, I felt like they played off well and gave him a, just like a um, just reminded you that he is still in, he mm-hmm. is still um. A, a kid in some way and he has these other people around him to deal with yeah. rather than just like villains all the time and beating them which mm-hmm. gave him the I guess it gave him quite a, a bit of charm to the film really um, in some ways I, I wasn't a huge fan of Flash if I'm honest being the big bully and everything TJ Flash or whatever it was yeah, um, that, that character kind of yeah. he, he was just there he didn't really he didn't distract me too much so um, yeah speaking of MJ what did uh, one of the, one of the jokes that everybody in the cinema laughed at was when she was in the detention and the guys like you you don't have detention, and then she's oh, like yeah. I just like to draw people in crisis. That was another thing people laughed at. And um, you see you see him during like a montage when Peter's having a bad time. Like she he's like leaning on the desk and then she turns over and like gives him a portrait of himself like yep. looking depressed. Oh, that was funny. Mm. Um, yeah, like so, the way they inject humour into this film, obviously sometimes I feel like it could have been a bit like a bit tacky, a bit kind of off, a bit cliche. But sometimes it just like really catches you off guard and it makes you just laugh out loud when you shouldn't be laughing in some ways, um, which is like, which is a, ben- a, a really good benefit of the film. Mm. What, what did you think about the middle kind of part of the film with the? Um, you know when they were all um, just on the decathlon thing, and um, Peter missed out on that, and then um, um, they have like the Washington Monument, I think it was that they were going up to see, yeah. and obviously the lift breaks down in there, and you see Spider-Man come out. Was there anything that you particularly liked about that scene? That was a long scene, but it did pay off nicely, I would say. Yeah, uh, and it had a nice couple of jokes when like he when he manages to save everybody, and he's like, thanks. And then he falls, no, what was it, he he just loses his grip on, on the webs and he falls down, he's like, thanks. And then the other guy's like, do you know Peter Parker? <laughs> I thought that, that yeah. was, but it, that was one of the stranger jokes, because like, this guy, Spider-Man, has just, has just rescued you. He falls yeah. down a, an elevator shaft, and all you can go is, thanks. 
Yeah, but obviously it was like shocked at the time, but then you just got yeah. an idiot like flash you, which is like, do you know, Spider Man or people. The, the guy yeah. probably thinks like, oh, he can, he, you know, he's he's going to be fine probably. So. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's got a suit on. He's fine. He's an Avenger pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did like that scene mainly because it was one of the ones that um, it was one of the ones I was looking forward to because you see the scene at like the end of the trailers and stuff with Spider Man jumping over the helicopter and going around, mm. and I was always wondering. What, the, what exactly he was doing there, um, but it, it made sense, and um, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I did. I did like how Ned um, kind of started jumping, jumping around as soon as um, he saw that Spider Man came down to save him because he knew that Peter was Spider Man. Yeah, um, I thought that was quite quite funny. Yeah. Um, I, I guess in some ways that that scene there was really to kind of generally flex out the Spider Man character and show that he he has this responsibility, and yeah. also you know the with great power comes great responsibility from the other films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people um, that he, a lot of people around him that he needs to kind of, in some ways, look after in, in times of like desperate measures. Yeah. You know, with all, like, his friends and stuff, and he's also got his his aunt to look after. He's got himself to look after. In his, his whole community, you know, he's got a lot on his plate. I lo- I like the way that this, that scene really kind of emphasised that. Yeah. One one funny thing from from that as well was uh, you know when he finds the tiny window, and uh, yeah. Karen or whatever the AI's name is, she's like, uh, "This window will need a lot of like force to break." And he puts his feet on it. He shoots his yeah. web up, does his little jump, and just like lands on it. <laughs> that was quite yeah. funny because it showed like sure this guy is that scene to me showed like sure this guy's still he's he's strong and he's a superhero, but he's still fifteen. He's still like yeah, not you know not not quite as that strong so um and then of course he, he manages to do it in the end so i thought that was great there's one thing that um in during the end of the film during the final fight scene that did make me kind of a little bit skeptical of how it worked and stuff you saw that um that whole scene where peter's um um well, spider-man and the vulture are kind of like fighting on the start like the stark aircraft or the avengers aircraft yeah there and it crashes i mean like surely at the time he had this really he didn't even have the proper suit on at the time he had this kind of the one that he made himself and yeah. he's flying through the air at like great speeds you think that he'd like take a little lot of damage when he fell to the ground I don't know he, um, he did when, once they landed and Vulture started throwing him around he was a lot like weaker so I thought that he was that. but he, he still he could still fight and everything I mean yeah. I'll, like imagine the speed that you're going out through the air and you've just got this kind of um, really shitty suit on and everything. You haven't got much protection. I felt like he he, if it was realistic, he would probably would have died from that crash. But there we go. Yeah. Um, it's a superhero film. You just got to believe as much as we can, really. Um, what was that? I couldn't tell when when they got on that ship. I was like, is this the thing that they use in Agents of Shield, or is it a, a different one? I couldn't really like see it clearly, but it. Got no, no, no. Yet, um, so. it's um basically Agents of Shield and Avengers of. You know, they're, they're, they're very different, like, areas yeah. of the universe now, considering after what happened with Coulson and how he's been resurrected. Mm. Um, they have their own base and stuff, and I'm pretty sure Tony Stark knows that S.H.I.E.L.D. exists, but he doesn't He doesn't want to interact with them anymore. He's got his own kind of uh, team with the Avengers and uh, the government. He's got his own deal sorted out, really. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. have become rogue, but that's, again, that's uh, going to be a little bit off-topic there. But, um, yeah, um, I, did, I did like how they used... Um, I did have a lot, like how the. Uh, I mean, we mentioned this a lot, but the pacing on the film, 
um, and the way that they kind of um, jump. They seem to every every scene seemed to be very well connected. Like you can understand why it's moving to this character, or why it's moving to um, a displace at this time. Um, it didn't feel like they were making too many large jumps around, um, which is good. And yeah, if they were going to make those large jumps, they use montages to show the passing of time or to show um, how things have changed since a certain point. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought, I thought they used that really well as well. Um, like in the uh, <coughs> in that storage space that Sp- Spider-Man goes into. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a, bit, a little bit still torn on the, uh, the comedy and stuff because sometimes it made me laugh out loud and other times I was just... Okay, what? Why? Why? Why now? It's, it's a little bit unneeded, but you know, um, I guess if I watch, I'll probably go and watch it a second time and get a better idea of it. Really. Okay. Um, do you, th- do you think this film is good at setting up, um, you know, the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes. Um, in what way? In that, like, especially with the ending, the whole teaser of like this is uh, possibly the suit that you'll wear if you like join the Avengers and stuff. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think he'll actually end up wearing that suit in Infinity War? Uh, the, 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 um, one that, uh, the second one that Tony offers to him with like the upgrades and. I guess so. Stuff. Yeah. Because he's got it now, and I don't see a reason for him to not use it. I guess. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I feel like this film was uh, it was what I wanted in a standalone film. And a lot of the times I do go see Marvel films, and in some ways I'm looking for it to... I am looking for it to be a decent film, but in some ways I'm looking for it to expand and make references to other films in the universe, mm-hmm. or different TV series or different parts. And I want to see those kind of inter, that interconnectivity of the universe. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be like seen as something completely different. Which in some ways um, does hinder things like Guardians of the Galaxy, because it's so out there and so... Like wider scope universe rather than like the Avengers, but um, right, right. I do, I do, yeah. Like I, I like to see these connections, but I don't like to see it when it comes to a point where it ruins the the film itself. And I thought that they did really well here in making a few connections with you know the Avengers and Spider Man and everything, but not taking it to an extreme where you're you're watching the film solely for that purpose. Mm. Yeah, um, and obviously I feel like the the way that they ended this film and, you know, the plot points that they had um, going, I feel, yeah, there's, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a sequel now, isn't there? Yeah. I think I read somewhere, I can't remember where I read it, what site, but they planned up to five of these. I, five? I don't know if that's some kind of, like, fake thing that I saw just on Google or, or uh, I don't know what that, what that is. But how, how many Spider-Man films do you think we could get? Like, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I mean, maybe? ideally... Ideally, a trilogy, yeah. yeah. I don't want... Um, the thing is, that's been annoying at the moment, is if, if a film is doing so well, and like a character and franchise is doing so well, they're going to keep making those films just for like box office money and stuff, rather than the art itself. Mm-hmm. But I hope that Marvel is above that. I hope that Marvel has realised that after three films, it's probably going to be enough Spider-Man for a bit. Um, I don't want them to overdo the character, despite how much I kind of like Tom Holland's portrayal of it. Mm-hmm. Because you think that the main character in this universe is Iron Man. He started this whole thing, and he's not going to get any more films now. He's had three, a trilogy. Um, yeah, he's just so, going to yeah. be in other films now. So Yeah, he's going to be in Avengers and um, 
obviously he might pair up in Spider-Man again because he's still acting as a mental. Yeah. He's not completely disconnected from that character at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, I I hope that he's got three more films. Well, not three more films, two more films coming. But um, mm. they've obviously got a lot more characters to uh, explore, like this Black Panther coming out this year and then this Captain Marvel next year, um, which is going to be interesting to see. But it was good to really have a decent Spider-Man film that... You know, it can be seen as a standalone film if you're going there as an average film viewer. Mm-hmm. But if you want to look in, in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's a lot of cool sort of things there, and it really shows. Um, it, it really fits in well, I think. It didn't. It didn't. Um, it didn't disturb the kind of the flow of the universe in some way. Yeah. If if somebody said to you, "I'm I'm looking in, I'm looking to get into like all these superhero films and all this yeah. and that," uh, obviously you start them with probably iron man one would oh, yeah. you show them the because i don't think i would would you show them the toby and the andrew films or would you just show them homecoming because i'd just show them homecoming i would but i mean chances are they put like if i don't know they, they probably would have seen or at least like know much about spider-man from those those two uh the two franchises there with um toby Maguire and andrew garfield yeah um but if they had no, if they never watched a superhero film before i would skip over those um, because mm-hmm. I, I've sent them straight to Homecoming because one, you know, it's part of the universe and yeah, it's actually they connected and it's like got like, a, I had a, a my friend, um, moment. my yeah. friend at the the, um, the start of the film before we watched it, he said he didn't know anything about it and that, and he said, okay, so what's happened to the Amazing Spider-Man? I had to explain all of that to him. Um, <laughs> so I, it's, it would be a hassle for the, like um, people who want to get into superhero films to deal with the idea and concept of different universes. I think if you just um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going strong right now, and despite a few kind of, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say bad films, but a few kind of average ones at the start, it's really picking up now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the, of the first uh, Thor film or Iron Man two. I didn't feel like those were too strong. Yeah, a couple but, of the earlier ones are, are not as good, but then you get to like Captain America um, one and two. Uh, sorry, two oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. I think uh, after um, Captain America 2, the films have been at a consistently high rate. Um, I think Captain America 2, they really set up the idea of the plot being important within these films, and you can definitely see that with this film here. Um, because it, uh, in some ways, it is good to see or- origin stories of your Avengers and stuff, but I felt like those films before the first Avengers were were set-ups. They, they introduced like a small like, universe and stuff, and those characters that were tied to the main characters. But um, I, I didn't feel like those films were particularly decent in standalone. But now, I, after Captain America 2 and the sounds they set there, mm-hmm. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Avengers 2 was pretty good. Ant-Man and everything after that has just been consistently good. And I'm really happy to see this. Me too, yeah. Um, so yeah, the next uh, part we have, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I'm not sure what to expect from that film, but... I don't know what to expect. Uh, and then, of course, the big one, the Infinity War. That um, I looked up the cast yesterday, and it, it it basically had all the Guardians of the Galaxy and all the all the Avengers yeah. and stuff. I did hear somewhere that like all the Defenders were supposed to be in there, but I haven't heard that from anywhere else. Mm. Uh, so like, that's going to be tough to tie that, in. Yeah, that they're the that was supposed to join in. Um, but you know, it, it, mm. if if they even because and then you have like Black Panther, Doctor Strange, the kind of characters that aren't really in a group or anything. So that, that's going to be really good. Yeah, um, 
I'm just trying to think of more things to really analyse this film. I mean, we've gone in depth, really, and kind of explored what makes a Spider-Man character and why um, and why Tom Holland portrays him well as a young Spider-Man rather than Andrew Garfield. Um, but in generally, this this film felt... I mean, I gave an 8-8.5 in the initial thoughts, but um, I generally did think this is one of the best Spider-Man films I've seen, and I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. I think um, out of the six, because you've got Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, and an amazing Spider-Man yeah. 1, 2, and then this. So I think out of the six, this is easily easily the, the best one. Easily? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. See, I think um, either Spider-Man 1 or 2 rivals this film. I mean, it's probably better than the first Spider-Man, but Spider-Man 2 is brilliant, brilliant with uh, Doctor Octopus. Mm. Um, but So I, I'm, I'm still undecided about which one is better there, but it's definitely better than anything that the Amazing Spider-Man did. I was yeah. not a fan of that series, if I'm honest. Hmm. Um, despite me liking the actors and actresses, I did not think that the the script was well done or anything. I felt like the pacing was off in those films. And I feel like this... Um, the way they treat Spider-Man here and the the way they deal with the character is in some ways to make up for those kind of mistakes because uh, this is half run by Sony, this film. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and half of the Martin Manny universe in kind of a strange deal with marvel studios um but yeah sony are very much in my good books at the moment you know they made a great playstation 4 console which i use they've got some good exclusives that have have come out and they've got their own spider-man game that's coming out uh yeah of course they've they've done right by spider-man in in homecoming so uh because you know that they could have said like no we're going to keep him on us and um you know be, be Let's just say, be like Fox and not reach an agreement where you include him in in the MCU. That they, they, they could have yeah. done that, but you know they didn't. So, watching this film, I did. Um, I, I feel like the cinematography is slightly like we haven't talked about that much, but I did feel like it was really strong and quite subtle at times. In some ways, when I was watching this film and the way that it was shot, um, especially with the characters and the, with the color that they had, um, it felt like I was reading a comic book in some ways. Um, yeah. The way that they do the the way that they films like the way that Peter sometimes it was just like Peter walking down like um, a lane or something or just just doing his thing, but it was like in some ways I treated it like I was reading a comic. I'm not sure if you picked up on anything like that in the film, but um, I, I didn't. It, no. It's a nice touch. I don't know. Um, I think it was like during one of the first scenes in the film where you do see Peter Parker walking into his school, and the way that it, they, they shot that and how they um. Showed him walk between classrooms almost seamlessly. I don't know. It, there was something about the way that this um the filmed angles and the way that it um, filmed Spider Man reminded me of the way that the comics are made. I don't know. Mm. It might be just a small thing that I'm kind of pulling out, but um yeah, it made it made a bit of a difference for me. Yeah, I think if you you look at Spider Man, he's he's a hard character to to put on film. I think because he's like he's swinging all over the place and stuff. Whereas, yeah, uh, to compare him again to the Flash, you can because in the CW show they often have like it it's able to focus on him better because he's running in like a mm. kind of consistent stream. Whereas Spider Man could like swing right and then swing left and then back or or whatever. Suddenly he's a very he can dart all around the place uh, a lot. A lot yeah. more, so it must be like harder to film him that way. But uh, I think they, yeah. they did a good job in that uh, of this. So, is there anything else you want to say? Because I don't want to get too much off topic. Because you uh, know, this is a film review of Spider-Man rather than the cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything else. you? No. no? Nope. Um, 
I'm looking just looking through the plot again, and I don't really see much more else I can talk about. We have covered a lot uh, mm-hmm. regarding it. Um, I, I did really enjoy this film. I did think it was a, gr- a great standalone film, and I do hope to see some more of this Spider-Man. I hope they didn't reboot him again um, anytime soon. <laughs> he's he, they, They've got the young Spider-Man. He's in the MCU. He's continuing. You've got a great actor yeah. doing it. Just Just keep it. A great young actor who can yeah. um, train in like he can, he can carry on portraying Spider-Man for ages, and he seems to, from what I've seen in like uh, press conferences and like interviews and stuff, he seems to really embrace the role quite well. Mm. He do, he doesn't feel out of place. He seen he like he likes the cast in this film. Like um, apparently they were all like really nice to him and stuff. So he I guess he feels like um, I don't know. I wouldn't say like he feels like it's a dream to be Spider-Man, but he seems very comfortable in the role, and I don't see him quitting anytime soon or anything. Yeah, he he auditioned for this f- for the role eight times apparently. So I oh uh, wow, I think he okay. quite wants to do it. <laughs> he quite yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, yeah I mean after like two or three times, you might be like, okay, I, I want to maybe find a different role, but eight times that's quite a few. So yeah, and um, he seems like he's. I've seen him like signing um com- piece like bits of comic book and stuff. For fans and whatnot, so he he is very involved in the the uh, idea of Spider Man. I don't I don't see him, you know, because he might become a little bit disengaged and might want to do other films and different projects in his career. But right now, like just, ten, ten yeah. years or something, like yeah, at, at, at the point where you've got Iron Man now, where like he's yeah. been in it for almost ten years, it may they may phase out from characters like Iron Man eventually, but um. Yeah, because there, there was like the the other video as well of him being on the Avengers set and him talking to Chris Pratt and uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. And he was saying like, I, I remember watching the first Avengers as a, as a kid, and now yeah. I can't believe I'm like I'm in them and I'm I'm one of the characters. So yeah, yeah and stuff. I, it surprised me that he was British. I didn't realize that. Is he? <laughs> um, oh. he does a really good American accent, but uh, he's actually British. Um, t- Tom Holland's. Um, yeah, so that's fair enough. Um, the British I can't believe not getting there. Andrew Lincoln and Long Cohan, they're both British. and uh, Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're dead there. American accents. So. Yeah, um, but with this film, definitely a good watch if you do want. I mean, you've, you've already seen the, spo- the spoilers now and everything, but if you're one of those people who likes to see the spoilers before a film, you know, go watch it. Don't listen. Don't just listen to what we've got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, brilliant film. Yeah, great. Good stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to the future of Spider-Man and the MCU. So, Of course. Uh, yeah. 10 years of the MCU as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. one last thing I wanted to talk about as well. It was a great, uh, you know, Tony's assistant, when he he gets the, the ring out of his pocket, he's like, I've had this pocket in my, it's in my pocket since 2008. I was like, that that's very, very cool. Because that's obviously the uh, the year of the first Iron Man. So, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was great as well. Yeah. Cool. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find, of course, as I said, all the other content on entertainmenttalk.org. You can follow us on Twitter at etalkuk, uh, which is an easy way to follow your content creators or people that you like. Uh, You can send feedback and inquiries to entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com. You can also... What can you do? Yes, you can head over to to patreon.com forward slash entertainmenttalk to support us there, redeem rewards of your choosings. It's entirely up to you. Um, if you don't want to give us any money but you still want to support us, you can also do that if you head over to the About tab, click on the Support Us page and uh, check out the options there because, um, yeah, it's good that you, you don't have to do that as well. So, uh, so thank you always uh, 
sometimes these outros can be a bit awkward, but uh, it's yeah. alright. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all for listening, and as always, we'll see you on the next piece of content. See you.